This is the Indiana Deer News Podcast, your number one resource for anything and everything that has to do with the wild deer herd in Indiana. On this episode, we're going to touch base on some show ideas. Thank you, the listener, for all the feedback that you've provided. We're going to touch on the Facebook survey from last episode that was discussed. Speaking of surveys, this episode has a lot to do with the Indiana Deer Survey that is out. We're also going to touch a little bit on the NRC and the rulemaking docket and where to go to voice your opinion. That and much more on this episode of the Indiana Deer News Podcast. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of the Indiana Deer News Podcast. I am your host, Ty Miller, and thank you. That's how I want to start this episode. Thank you to every single one of you that uh, took the time to share show ideas, uh, guest ideas, give me feedback. Um, I, I got messages on Facebook. I got emails, a few forums I'm on. People contacted me or posted. Uh, hopefully, Lord willing, I can deliver what I think many of you are hoping this will grow into. And I've got some exciting news. We'll touch on that later. But I enjoy and, and, and really am liking the direction that this is going and the outpour of support that I receive from numerous different locations. So clearly this is something that uh, is something that a lot of people have wanted and desired. And I wasn't crazy for thinking like, hey, there's a ton of other Hoosier hunters out there, deer, deer hunters out there that wish they had a centralized source of information that they could go to to just garner information, hear about things that maybe they missed otherwise. I think those of you that are listening to this podcast, you most likely are a little bit more involved or desire to be a little bit more involved, a little bit more knowledgeable than most people. And I say that because... The first topic that I want to discuss is the survey, which was posted back on January 25th, so exactly a year from the date of this recording. I'm hoping to get this out in the next day or two, uh, but on January 25th, and I discussed it in the, in the last episode of the Indiana Deer News podcast, the first episode ever, I discussed a survey or a poll that I would post to the Indiana Deer News podcast page, and I'm happy to say that 84 of you listeners um, actually answered the question, uh, and I was shocked. And it, 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 it illustrates the example of the segment of the population of hunters that I have listening to this show, which is encouraging to me. Don't get me wrong. What I'm about to say uh, may sound contrary to that, but I find that awesome. It, it makes perfect sense that the those that are taking time out of their days or throwing this podcast on – they are the people that care a little bit more about hunting and conservation and what goes into it. They're, you know, But we want to get as many hunters involved in everything that has to do with hunting that may or may not in a small or large way impact us as Hoosier deer hunters. So the crazy thing is this survey, it was a basic question. It was, could you explain the Pittman-Robertson Act to someone that has never heard of it. Now, I didn't go into details to 
to what degree could you explain it? Could you explain what are qualifying licenses or privileges or what is the percentage or money that's given back or when it was formed or what was the goals of it? Has it been amended since I like I it was just could you explain it to someone that has never heard of it to where when they get done talking to you, they're going to understand it at least to a point. And I am very proud to say that 61% of you said yes. 39% of you said no. And honestly, in my life, the people I meet in day-to-day in person, it'd be the flip. It'd be the other way. At best, 39% of the people know about it. I, A lot of my hunting friends, they don't even know about it. They have no clue other than it might be something that Ty's tried to explain to them at some point why they should care. So uh, we need to get more hunters listening to this podcast. So if you can do me a favor, if, if now that this is the second episode, by the time you get done with this episode, you've had the first episode to go off of and you've had this one. If you in any way, shape, or form are on social media, do us all a favor. Share the podcast. Grow the podcast encourage people to be listening because I'm going to tell you right now, as we pour through some of the guests that I have coming on, it is going to be a great educational and and just a resource for those out there that maybe don't understand everything. Don't understand what's the division of fish and wildlife even, what funds it. You know, it's under the umbrella of the Indiana Department of Natural Resources. What's the NRC? What's the rulemaking process? What was this whole hubbub about how the legislators made the original HPR bill, the high-powered rifle bill, and why were people up in arms with it? Like, we're going to discuss all those things, and we're going to always strive, or I'm going to always strive. I keep saying we're, like there's multiple of us. There's no co-host, it's just me. Um, I'm going to always strive to stay as neutral or to deliver to you, the listener, both sides of a possible uh, topic or argument or discussion or whatever it might be. Play the devil's advocate, if you will, from both directions. Because I really think dialogue and discussion is missing inside the hunting community. We have lost the art of discussing opposing viewpoints like adults. And, uh, So it's just really encouraging, and I've kind of got off on a tangent there, but thank you to everybody who answered the survey. Um, We do not have a new one at this moment. However, I'm going to be putting one up here in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. Be checking in on Facebook, and if uh, you see a survey pop up, please partake in it. It's only going to help me kind of garner the direction of some topics, direction of the podcast, and maybe help in some interview processes in the future. But speaking of surveys, you've probably already guessed. Some of you already know what the title is all about. The title of this episode is The Deer Survey is Out. So as many of you know, there is a deer management survey which was mailed out. And some of you, if let me just preface this, if you by chance have not received the hunter survey, listen closely because if you were part of the mailing list they're just you know um joe caudell the indiana deer biologist has just probably thousands of people that are on an email stream and uh, of communications and such and you probably if you follow any deer organization 
doesn't matter what, what which one um, out there. If you follow them on social media of any kind, if you're on a forum of any kind, most likely you've seen this posted. So Joe sent just kind of a heads up email to people. And he said, please let, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase this, but I'll also read it, portions of it verbatim. But basically, please let any of your hunting-related Facebook groups, memberships, etc., know that the deer survey should be sent out from the DNR starting Monday, February 24th. That was yesterday, because it's Tuesday the 25th as I'm recording this. And uh, possibly extending into Tuesday. And then in parentheses said it takes a while for them to be sent out to everyone. Mass emailers are that. It just it's a process and it doesn't happen uh, very quickly sometimes. So please let everyone know to look out for an email from the DNR regarding the deer survey. If they don't get one, they may need to check their spam filters. So first, if you haven't received it and you're listening to this podcast, check your spam filters, check your junk mail, check check your folders like that to receive the survey. Getting back to the letter, to receive the survey, they will need to have a valid email recorded in our system. If hunters are purchasing a yearly license, they should have entered their email into our electronic licenses system. Or if they provide a valid email when they check in their deer electronically, they will also receive a survey. Now, here's one thing that I appreciate Joe being honest and open about this, and it's kind of a heads up to a lot of us. The hunters most likely to not receive a survey are lifetime license holders who have not updated their personal information in the electronic system or landowners who use their exemption and do not purchase licenses of any type, which is a whole other discussion and topic that I guarantee you we'll discuss at some point. Um, the benefit and the pros and cons of license uh, or landowner tags and such. But if you are a lifetime license holder or landowner, you are uh, the most likely uh, group of us hunters out there to maybe not get this survey. So if either of these groups of hunters provide a valid email when they check in their deer, they will receive a survey, however. But if they check in their game at a physical location, an email is not required, and that may cause issues, obviously. I highly recommend anyone in this group verify their personal information. And what he means by group is if you're a lifetime or landowner, or honestly, I'll add even in general, you should verify their personal information or register for a new account at the web address below. Uh, whether you have clicked on this podcast via the, the website, indianadeernewspodcast.com, or you saw the link on Facebook or you're listening to it on a streaming device, as long as the show notes transfer it over like they should, I will provide the link that he inserted in the email. It's a secure.in.gov or backslash apps, backslash DNR, blah, blah, blah. But you can go in and verify your information to ensure that they have it. If that doesn't work, if anyone has any problems, you can actually send an email to this address, and uh, this will email directly the person who will be running the survey this year, Joe says. And that email address is dearsurvey at, at dnr.in.gov. Man, talk about some simplicity, right? Dearsurvey at dnr.in.gov. I always appreciate 
the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid, and that sure is it. So if you, by the time you listen to this podcast, have not received anything like that, check the show notes, email dearsurvey at dnr.in.gov. If you've verified all your information and you're still not getting it, you've checked your spam folder and all those things, there's an email that you can send things to. But this Dear Survey, and I actually have waited to click on the actual survey itself until I had this up. So you actually will receive an email, and in at least in my email, it came from the Indiana Division of DNR, um, or sorry, Indiana Division of Fish and Wildlife. And in the subject line, it says, Your Help Needed with 2020 Deer Management Survey. Again, that's your help needed with 2020 Deer Management Survey. And uh, the entity that it is coming from is the Indiana Division of Fish and Wildlife. The actual email in the subscript is dnr at subscriptions.in.gov. So there's a brief, uh, the email basically goes into and discusses the Division of Fish and Wildlife needs your help in order to best manage deer populations in the state. For that purpose, we invite you to take the 2020 Deer Management Survey. You are receiving this survey because you are part of the Fish and Wildlife Customer Database, and we are interested in your input. This survey will ask about your perceptions of deer populations. If you hunt deer, it will ask about how deer hunting and harvest, about your deer hunting and harvest behaviors, thoughts about your deer hunting experience, and your views on different types of deer hunting equipment. Please complete the survey by clicking the link below. This link will take you to a Qualtrics, the web host of Fish and Wildlife Online Surveys. This link is unique to you and can only be used once, so do not forward it. I saw... (laughs) Sorry, just... This is kind of a little pet peeve of mine because they've done surveys before and I will show... I, well, I won't show, but I'm not going to put people on blast. But I have seen people on forums, on Facebook, on social media post their link, and then they get upset when they can't fill it out themselves. This link, as the email says, is unique to you and can only be used once. So do not forward it. So don't do it. Just, just don't do it. So you can copy... The above web address, the email says, into your browser, or you can click on it, obviously. says, the survey will take approximately 25 minutes to complete, but could be shorter or longer depending if you are an active deer hunter or if you are voluntarily opt... What's that say? Or if you voluntarily opt into sections to provide us with more information. You may skip any questions you do not wish to answer. Um, I did read somewhere where somebody said, though, however, if you do choose the answer and you click an answer, you cannot change that answer. I don't know if that's true yet. I haven't done it myself, and I plan on doing so, and we will discuss in future episodes. But it goes into great detail on various different topics as it discusses. Please know that your privacy is very important to us. It goes on to say your contact information will never be connected to your answers in any way, and we will make every attempt to keep your data secure. If you have any questions about participation in the survey, please contact. Again, it says dearsurvey at dnr.in.gov. Um, it's all coming from a Colleen Hartel, Human Dimension Specialist, Indiana Department of Natural Resources, Division and Fish and Wildlife. So 
that's it. If you are out there and you are in the customer database of the DFW, you have most likely received this email, and I encourage you to partake in this survey. The, the amount of hunter participation in surveys by the DNR, in my opinion, has never been sufficient. Never been. There is no reason that participation should be less than even 50%. It, it, we all claim to care tremendously about the quarry that we chase, the Indiana deer herd, the Indiana localized deer herd that we ourselves pursue in our localized areas. We claim to care. We are passionate. If you're listening to this podcast, I, I would bet pretty good money that you care quite a bit about the quality of your hunting. Now, we all have different opinions on what is the appropriate number a localized deer herd should represent, what we should or should not see when we're hunting. We have different styles of hunting. We have different plans of hunting. We have different tactics. Um, We have different experience levels. We have different um, expectations. But we all have opinions, and in and of itself, if you are an Indiana deer hunter, you have the right to express your opinion to the DNR. Joe, if nothing else, is awesome about wanting hunter input. He does. Now, granted, the one thing that I appreciate about Joe, and you may disagree with this, and that's fine, I appreciate the fact that, you know, he's a scientist when it boils down to it. He's a deer biologist, and he understands that opinion is not a, it, it's subjective in nature. It, it's not a black and white, tangible thing. It's a subjective opinion. It's an opinion-based thing. Whenever you're dealing with opinions, you're not dealing with black and white or a measurable data point. Um, it's very subjective. It, as an example, I share a lot of my hunting properties with other people. You may ask me questions about my perceived opinion of the deer herd on the property. You might ask the other hunters. You might even ask Pops, which is a <laughs> sorry. Um, for those of you who don't who know me, I have another another venture, another podcast, another website, and everything. But Pops is my father, and uh, we hunt every single property together. So you could actually ask me, my father, or the other hunters that we uh, share the property with, and you're going to get different opinions on what we feel the overall deer herd is in that specific property. Not even just an area or a localized deer herd, but like that specific property, our feelings are going to change because it's very subjective. It can change from each person what our expectations are and what we think is what it should be. But Joe cares. He wants as much hunter input as he possibly can. Now, I there are some questions on the survey. I'm just going to put it out there that have to do with air. I, some some companies call them air bows. Some people some companies call them air guns. But they're 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 compressed air guns that happen to shoot either bullets or bolts or something. But they they use pressurized air. And they look like a gun, and they launch a projectile. There's no strings involved, no nothing. But they talk. The survey. I just want to put it out there for those of you listening. The survey is going to ask you questions that have to do with them, and whether we should shorten 
any existing season that's out there in order to make a season just for them. Um, and I, and I want to stress, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to present my opinion because it doesn't matter. I want you to express your opinion in this survey. But I've been seeing a lot of assumptions out there as to the motives or the reasoning as to why the DNR, the Deer Survey, the 2020 Deer Management Survey is asking these questions. It's all there is so much swirled speculation about that that all oh, the DNR just wants more license fees or they want to make another another uh, season so they can get more more license money from us or these there's all these things and it's all subjective. There, there's nothing that I have seen released from the DFW, the NRC, the DNR, Joe, nobody that would substantiate some of these claims. So if anything is ever released that does substantiate those claims, I will be the first person to release it here on the Indiana Deer News podcast and stress to you the importance of possibly either expressing your agreement or disagreement about that. But let's stay away from that. Let's just be a resource for the D, the DFW, the DNR that are attempting to garner as much knowledge as they possibly can from the people who are actually hunting the deer. Let's do that. You know, there's no sense in complaining if you're not going to partake in the survey. The post hunt surveys from 2019, I, I forget the the percentages, and I'm not going to waste your time with dead air me looking it up. I have it somewhere. I'll try to remember to bring it up in the next topic or uh, next podcast or when we have Joe on or something. But in my opinion, it was abysmal. The amount of hunters, licensed hunters or successful hunters that, that could have partaken in the survey that didn't, it, it was it was atrociously bad. And that's on us. That's your fault. That's my fault for not encouraging ourselves or other hunters to partake in it. Because, and then and then we get mad at decisions possibly or we may get mad you may maybe you don't maybe you agree full-heartedly with what the dnr has done all their decisions you agree with that's great but uh there's many people out there that don't they don't agree or they're skeptical or they're hesitant about some of the decisions or the things that are occurring in uh deer legislation deer regulations um projections worries things of that nature but you know what? If you're if you're not going to be a resource, at least get your voice heard. In my opinion, you don't have a right to complain. So here's one opportunity that's presented to us. Uh, apologies for that noise. If you heard that, um, let me mute the computer. But you don't have you don't have you you don't have the right to complain and moan if you don't partake. In my opinion. So, hunters, let's all. Be the greatest resource of Joe. Let's 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 up the the involvement in surveys. If you're listening to this podcast, do the survey. Email the email if you haven't gotten the survey. Get a get a hold of this survey. And tell every single one of your deer hunting friends and family to do the survey. There's no reason not to. So I think that's all I have as far as the speaking of surveys. Let me look at my notes. All right, touched on if you haven't received email. Hunter participation surveys have been incredibly low in the past. Touched on that. So yeah, I think we're good. 
So the hunter, the, the 2020 management deer survey is out. Make sure you partake in it. That was the main reason for this podcast. Um, don't have a ton of other things. However, I do have a really good announcement. I'm going to be sitting down and I am going to just absolutely apologize up front. I'm probably going to mispronounce her name, but I am sitting down and having a podcast interview with the director of the Division of Fish and Wildlife here in about a week, week and a few days with Amanda Westfield, Westfield. Um, but she is the newly appointed director of the Division of Fish and Wildlife. And I think, you know what? I think it's just going to be great. This podcast is going to, you're going to hear from as many people as I can possibly get in touch with from the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, from foresters to biologists to veterinarians to uh, perhaps some of the those leading studies at Purdue. Um, we're just going to try to get a, a wide range of guests that I feel you need to be aware of. And a lot of people don't even understand what the director of Fish and Wildlife oversees. What is her role? Who is Amanda? You know, she's in a pretty pivotal role that can impact us deer hunters, both directly and indirectly. There's been some skepticism and some questions swirling around her and some quotes that she said. And, and everything that I've heard so far is great about Amanda and I look forward to sitting down with her having the interview and I am so so excited that she is willing to do so and uh, I hopefully you'll check that out if everything goes according the next time you see a podcast posted on the Indiana Deer News it will be the main part of that podcast will be the sit-down interview with Amanda and hopefully we will discuss some incredible things she will tell us about some of the studies that she's spearheading um, we'll probably talk about some funding things. We'll talk about the DFW. We'll talk about her visions of uh, the Division of Fish and Wildlife and just some of her goals and things of that nature. And I think it'll be a really good podcast. Yes, at some point, we will have Joe on the show as well. I know many of you, when you gave me your feedback and stuff, you know, a lot, it made sense. A lot of you really wanted me to have Joe Cuddell on. And Joe has been incredibly responsive to that soon as I can get our schedules to to jive and pick a few dates and actually email Joe with some things. I know he's right in the brunt of it. I don't want to distract him too much putting like deer summaries together and reviewing the survey and such, but we're gonna make a point to have Joe on the show. Uh, if you haven't paid it if you if you haven't seen already, there is a and I actually shared it on the Indiana Deer News podcast page. There is a deer study. It's like, it's like a habitat study that is being conducted in conjunction or with the uh, Purdue. Let me see if I can pull this up right now, and I apologize for the dead air. I like to have everything planned out ahead of time. Let's hopefully my internet works uh, quickly. But I shared it right here. Research uh, Indian Division of Fish and Wildlife. The Indiana DNR is excited to partner with Purdue Forestry and Natural Resources on the Integrated Deer Management Project. So I actually shared a link. So if you're listening to this, go to the Indiana Deer News Podcast, search some of the posts. It was posted on February 4th. That may help you. However, there hasn't been a ton of posts on the, on the page as of late. But the project will combine deer population and habitat condition information with public perceptions of deer and deer management to better inform whitetail deer management in Indiana. 
To accomplish this, the project will undertake a series of research studies split into three broad categories, deer, habitat, and people. Learn more about the project at ag.purdue.edu backslash FNR backslash research IN deer. And I have the link on the Facebook page. Um, the Indiana Division of Fish and Wildlife shared this. You can go to their page. Actually, the February 4th date was from them, and I shared it that same day. So, yeah, I stand by that statement. But you can actually go to this page and follow them and track them. They it's It takes you to – it's actually the Purdue University Forestry and Natural Resources page. But, you know, it will actually allow you to follow the study as it goes. Um, you can track it. They have mapping. In January, as of right now, the last time, they're setting trail cameras. So part of this is a large trail cam integration process where they're going to be using trail camera surveys as part of this study. Um, you can you can actually follow the study through Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but I do know that they did create their own Twitter handle, and it is at research. I N deer. So you can check that out as well. So be sure to do that. Swing on over, follow that. Um, hopefully maybe we can have somebody who's leading the study from either Purdue or the, the DNR. I think that would be a great conversation. I think we all would love it, but just so you know, the goal of the integrated deer management project is to combine deer population and habitat condition information with public perceptions of deer and deer management to better inform whitetail deer management in Indiana. This will be done with by four main things. This is off of their actual page at the agpurdue.edu page that is linked. And uh, if I remember, I'll try to link it in the show notes as well. But uh, number one, estimating deer populations and fawn recruitment across Indiana. Number two, developing region-specific deer population models. Number three, Assessing deer habitat condition and deer impacts to woodlands across Indiana. And number four, evaluating people's awareness, perceptions, and expectations of Indiana deer populations and how they are managed. So, and then there's a quick little blurb, and I might as well just go ahead and keep reading this as well. How is this being done? The study states, we are undertaking a series of research studies to better understand deer, their habitat, and people's values towards deer throughout Indiana. These studies are split into three broad categories, which I already shared earlier, deer, habitat, and people. By combining information from these three studies, we can help Indiana deer managers make more informed decisions. Data for these projects are being collected through a variety of research methods. So as of right now, according to this page, there is over there is 286 cameras deployed. Um, they've had greater than 1.1 million photos already captured. Uh, 832 miles of area surveys. They've sampled, and then it says like, how do we estimate habitat conditions? Just a few quick, just cliff notes. Um, there's been 69 woodlots sampled. To what degree? I don't know. Seven miles of plant sampling transacts or transects. Um, 
60 deer exclosures built. How do we estimate people's perceptions? As of this point, and I'm sure this number will shoot up, there's been two focus groups, 75 individual interviews, and 4,432 minutes of interviews entailed in that. So it's just, it, it is extremely interesting. Go, go out there, find the link, check it out, and uh, follow it along for sure, as I'm sure many of you will. I think that's all I have for this episode, guys. Hopefully this was uh, interesting yet again. Oh, I almost forgot, and I apologize for not uh, the flow of this this ending not being as smooth as I would like. But there was one more thing that I wanted to stress to everybody. The uh, Natural Resources Commission and their rulemaking docket. So there's one thing, if you want to be engaged and you want to know about the rulemaking process, and we'll get into that in future episodes, but be sure to go check out the NRC, the Natural Resources Commission, www.in.gov backslash the letter N, the letter R, the letter C. You can actually check out the rules and rulemaking docket there on the left-hand side of the screen. And there is a time frame in which if there's a rule that's going to be going before them for you to comment on that rule. Be sure to you know, exercise your right to let them know as citizens, as hunters, your thoughts on anything that goes before them. We'll touch on what the NRC is a lot more in the future. I'm hoping to get one of the members of the board on the episode or on a future episode of the Indiana Deer News podcast. Uh, and actually, one of you out there, I remember at least one, wrote in, and that was one of the uh, show ideas that you had as well that you'd like to hear from the NRC just to, to better understand. And I think, if I remember right, uh, the gentleman that wrote in, you know, he, he really thinks that's an important thing that all of us understand. And I'll be honest, I don't understand it to the full extent that I probably should. And uh, there's numerous people out there that have no clue what the NRC is and their role in rulemaking processes and such. So I think that would be a great episode as well. Keep the episode ideas coming in, guys and gals out there. You guys have been incredible so far with show idea notes. I've, I've logged every single one of them, and uh, we're going to work through them, and we're going to work towards various uh, topics and discussions that you, the listeners, want to hear discussed. And uh, I think that's all I got. This is Ty, Indiana Deer News Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes or whatever streaming uh, podcast app you utilize. It goes a long way to spreading the word, and it's only going to make the podcast grow. This truly is up to you guys. If you are interested in a, in any way of uh, becoming a supporter of the Indiana Deer News podcast or what ways you can support us, shoot me an email, shoot the podcast a message, and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Good luck, guys, out there as you enter the deer woods, possibly shed hunting, working on habitat. This is the season of habitat improvement, and uh, obviously the antlers are hitting the ground right now. Just this past week, I was out at my property. We're logging a, a good portion of my property, and I saw one of my target bucks in 2021 still holding and uh pretty excited he is a dandy buck and uh maybe i'll share some stories in the future on him but uh yeah stay tuned god bless everybody <laughs>